Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bikinis After Babies. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I am so excited to bring you guys this episode. I am one of your hosts, Mandy Rashawn, here with your other beautiful host. Hey, everybody. I'm Jillian Hughes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm really happy to have you here. We have a very special guest today. I love these episodes. I love bringing these amazing women to our show so that they can share their stories with you. And we have a very inspiring story today. Today, we are welcoming Nicole Johnson. Nicole is an IFBB bikini pro and a mother of five. She has been competing since 2010. She took a short break from competing and had twins and returned to the stage just a few years later to take home her IFBB Pro card. And in 2023, she took home her first pro win and was invited to compete at the Masters Olympia in Romania. I am so excited to have her on today. Welcome to Bikinis After Babies, Nicole Johnson. Thank you. Excited to be here with you. Yeah, we're really, really excited. There's yeah. so many things I want to dive into. We Before we started this episode, we were talking about having big families, and Nicole's got five kiddos. Tell us the age of all of your kids, Nicole. Yes, let's see. I've got my oldest. She's 23, and she's in Utah. I'm in Montana. Uh, Boston is 19. Beckham is 14. And then I have 10-year-old twins that are here with me in Montana. Wow. That's a lot. That's a big family. <laughs> That's like, that amazing. Has to be so fun. Like, it has to, <laughs> like it's fun. a lot, but it's so much fun. It is. And they're all just really big into sports. So that keeps us busy and super fun. Oh, awesome. cool. Yeah. Well, before I get too deep into all of what goes on in your daily life, tell us a little bit about how you got started competing. Yeah. I, uh, I was always into fitness and competing in terms of I'm a competitive person, not necessarily on the stage, but um, since I was young, I was just always into, we used to do, you know, competitions in grade school and middle school with push-ups and pull-ups and climbing the rope. And I was always really into that. And uh, the girls, you know, it was very rare to have girls beat the class in those types of competitions. And that was something that I was thriving in at a young age, more so than academics. Um, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. I am an academic, but <laughs> the physical part of anything that you would do growing up was something I loved. And then as a teenager, my uncle was, um, competing as, uh, for Mr. Utah in bodybuilding. And that kind of lit my fire watching him and seeing the things he would eat and his body change, and he always looked so good. You know, I, I didn't necessarily know I would be on a stage someday, but he kind of lit the fire for lifting, weightlifting, that I started at age 15. Wow. So, gosh, I waited, you know, several years. So I was, how old was I in 2010? I can't even remember. 30s? I was in my 30s. <laughs> and um, competed in figure. <clears throat> and... Didn't really expect much from it. I just did thought I was just going to do one show. Um, and I did a couple of shows and took the overall in all those shows, both in open and masters. So I was at least 35. So that's right. Um, went to one national show as a figure competitor and placed 12th out of 42. So I thought, gosh, I really not that great at this. You know, I felt like a failure because I, I wasn't winning. Because a regional show is much different than a national show. 
But I didn't realize then that that actually was pretty good for a first national show. And yeah. Um, so I kind of stopped after that for several years until after ha- I had the twins. And then I uh, started competing in bikini, which kind of looks like what figure used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So figure wild. girls today, it's a little bit more muscle than I want to carry around. Um, I totally admire and respect the sport, but bikinis more for me. So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So when you did that national show and, you know, had the placing that you did, you really at that point were like, I don't think this is for me. And, and had you tried bikini yet at that point? No, I think it was new. Back then, bikini to me was kind of, I don't want to say this in an offensive way, but it was kind of a joke. Like you didn't, I don't feel like you really had to have muscle. You just had to Mm -hmm. look good in a bikini. And I really admired the dedication that goes behind muscle. And I think that's why I was originally figure. But um, yeah, I kind of just thought like, wow, I, I suck. I should just stop. And I don't know what changed with my mindset. I think after having the twins, I just thought, you know, I want to be able to get back on stage and say I could do it because I mean, I was huge. <laughs> my twins were big. They were six, nine and six, seven. Wow. Um, and you know, I mean, I was like out to here. And so it was yeah. just a challenge for me. And then my coach was awesome. He's like, you can totally turn pro, you know, and that was before my first show. And I was like, really? Cause I was just going to do one and say I could do it. Right. And then, you know, three months later he helped me get my pro card. So. Wow. So how soon after having the twins, did you turn pro? Let's see. I had them in 2013 and I turned pro in 2018. Wow. So That's I awesome. waited for a minute. Yeah. But I always was, you know, up for, crazy challenges. I know my family thinks I'm insane, but whether it's a marathon or I'd spent one summer where I did six century bike rides, which are six 100 mile races. And there's always something physically that I like to, to do for as a challenge. So, but bikini is by far the hardest, I think. I mean, a discipline from morning to night, every single day for multiple, you know, consecutive months. And it's not just like a century ride, you train, you have fun, you kind of eat what you want, but bikini is much more demanding. I've always heard that from people that have been in the sport for a length of time, that it's just, this sport is by far the hardest than anything that they have ever, ever done. Like any college sport, any like marathon triathlon. And it's because of that. It's because it is it is nonstop. Like even in your off season, you still are mindful. You still have to care. You still, it's an improvement season, you know, if you're at that level and you have to be so mindful of it. Whereas, you know, other sports, you know, you run a marathon, you could still eat, you know, you still kind of eat whatever you want, like the entire time and just focus on your time. So. Yeah. And I think that's why I keep coming back to it is I really like difficult things and Mm -hmm. it is by far and mentally too, not just physically, but Every day, you know, looking in the mirror and judging and wondering if you're, are you going to, am I going to be good enough? Should I keep training? Should I, you know, it's a, it's a mental challenge as well. Absolutely. Do you think that that was ever challenging for you? Like coming back after having twins and maybe seeing your body in a, in a different way, you know, after 
having a, you know, big babies and it does change your physique, but did that ever play a role or a part of, of your journey? Um, not really. I, I think, um, I mean, I think more my age, more so than having the kids because my body really bounced back well after having the twins. I think within a week of having them, my stomach was pretty flat. I don't really have pictures, but you know, and to me, I was used to that because with my other three kids, I, you know, bounced back pretty well. But for me, it was more, you know, in my forties, I think I was, was I 40 when I earned my pro card? I think somewhere right around there. But, um, yeah, age, because age plays mind games with you, I think, especially being a woman and seeing your, you know, things change and you can't do the same things or feel, you know, you're, you're not as youthful, I guess you could say, because I feel like I'm, I'm definitely stronger than I was prior, but you know, age is, and that's what I'm fighting. And that's what I love is I want to have a youthful look and a youthful body for as many years as I can. Um, and thank goodness the IFBB league gives us these opportunities to compete as a master's athlete. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not just about the young girls. And, and my coach has even said that. He said, you know, this is the division that's actually growing the most in bikini is the master's divisions, which I love. Yeah, so. it is. I mean, all of these girls that we're seeing now, they're not going to stay in their 20s forever. And so, you know, it used to be, I mean, I remember when I was in the master's, there would be like, you know, four or five girls. And it was smaller. This was like, you know, 10 years ago when I um, was you know, mid thirties. And, you know, it was almost just like people would not think it was as serious or it was easier. And now watching the evolution of the masters athletes and like how deep the quality is and the muscle maturity. And then just like everybody looks so youthful. So I'll ask you this. This is not one of the questions that I was going to ask, but do you feel like in a lot of ways, this lifestyle and having muscle and taking good care of yourself, like that is slowing down the aging process for you? Absolutely. Yeah. I think muscle in general, whether you're competing or not, slows down the aging process. My husband's a doctor. He was a hormone therapy doctor for many years. And so he's really into biohacking and I've learned a lot from him. You know, we're we're all into anti-aging. Any way we can, you know, biohack the system so that we can maintain our youthful, not necessarily look, but we want to be able to do things with our kids for many years and be active and you know, he's, he's 60 and goes up on hills and does flips and all kinds of crazy stuff on snowboards. And that's you know, awesome. That's, that's kind of what we, we want to do and be able to do for many years. So, yeah, I love that. Cause I think people mm-hmm. will look at our sport and be like, oh, that's so hard on your body. And it's so much work. And like, don't you just feel like you need a break? And isn't it bad for you? And I'm like, I'm like, knock on wood, never been injured. Like, I stay really healthy. People tell me all the time I look younger than I am. Like, don't you find that it is, it actually, it's the opposite. It's, it's a very good thing for your health and for your body. Yeah, it's having muscle on your frame. And and we lose, I can't remember the percentage per year, you know, once you, once you're over the age of 30, start losing muscle mass. Yeah. So to actually put on and maintain muscle mass is a challenge, but gosh, you'll reap those benefits for many years. Yeah. 
So your husband has actually competed before. So I did a big he has. deep dive. So what's that like? And wasn't there a show that your you one of your kiddos competed with you uh-huh. guys too? That's yeah. so cool. So oh, that'd be so that fun. Like? It was so much fun. Yeah. So my husband was he was just a good sport. It was nothing ever on his bucket list or anything. You know, I was just like, hey, I want to get back into this. Do this with me. And we had only been married a year or something. And so he had done a show with me and then his youngest son, Jake, he was 22, I think at the time. And then me, and it was so much fun. Jake won overall in his, in physique. And he only prepped for four weeks. He's just like this walking muscle Genetic. all the time. <laughs> nice. And then, you know, Vaughn and I prepped for four months and of course, I did very well, and Vaughn did great too. I mean, he was competing against guys 15, 15 to twenty years younger, and played fourth. It's not his passion; his passion is health. But um, it was a blast. And then yeah. my son Boston, who's nineteen, he's going to do a show with me in a few months. That so his first so awesome. show, so that'll be. I yeah, love fun. It. Kind of going through the process with him and walking him through, you know, how important it is to be disciplined on this or that, and. Because, man, is it a different road if you've never competed before. As both of you probably know, it's, it's, it's quite a lot. So it's fun to see him go through that and be able to do it with him in a couple months together. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's so, so neat. neat. Yeah. I think that's so neat. People ask all the time, like, oh, do you think your girls will ever compete? And I think it's just, I don't think that they think anyone doesn't do this. I think they've just seen me <laughs> do this for so long. Like, doesn't everybody like lift weights and, you know, do competitions, you know, yeah. so, that's so cool. That's going to be awesome to, to do that, have that experience together. That's yeah. Cool. And so like in your marriage and in your family dynamic, it sounds like fitness and health are like a huge part of that. Is that something that's like really become like a, an important foundation. I'm sure you've got friends who maybe are in a situation where maybe their significant other is not on the same page as them. Like how important do you think that is for success? Yeah, I think it's really important because your partner is your support. And if you don't have their support and they're not on the same page, it can make life hell or make it not worth it to compete. Um, but gosh, everything in our house, everything we do, we've got a weight room. My twins, my 10 year old twins, or they go up there and do squats and pull-ups and everyone around us in our family is just all about it. And it's kind of just a way of life here. You know, I've got, since I married my husband, you know, we've had to throw out all kinds of things that I might've had in my house before. We don't have, you know, like cow's milk and we don't have everything in here is grass fed, grass finished. Everything is you know, top quality for your health. So I think that helps with competing. It's not necessary. You know, you can have, excuse my language, shitty meat and still compete, but you know, for your long-term health, um, that's something that, and all my kids love it. You know, we, we don't have cereal. We don't have things like that in our house. And that my twins have even said, you know, I go to school and the lunch ladies say, Oh my gosh, you guys have such healthy food. And my kids are like, we do. You know, because they just don't know any different, right? Yeah. But it's a very so, like I don't know if that thing. answers your question, but yeah, no, absolutely. I think that that's a huge piece of success. I think it's very difficult for people to be successful if there's 
you know, just, a you know, a lot of pressure or maybe just everyone in their social circle or their significant other is, you know, not on board with staying healthy. And I don't think that it's necessary to like have a spouse that competes or, you know, does things mm -hmm. on the level of extreme that maybe we do for our sport. But I, I agree with you. I think it's important to have someone who's like on that same page and, and wants to, you know, live a healthy lifestyle for sure. Yeah. Wow, that's really neat. Yeah. I think definitely living like the healthier lifestyle. And I think that has something to do with us, like as you age too, because I know like I've competed since 2016 and I started in my early, tw my mid twenties and kind of like, you know, I just went and bought the cheapest meat and the cheapest vegetables and the cheapest things. Right. It's just, it was easy. It was convenient, but now like about to be 35 and like being a nutritionist for so many years, I like go like, and our pantry is very similar and how I teach our, our son is very similar. He like, you got to be mindful of your protein. Where's your protein coming from? How are you cooking it? What are you cooking it in? Like, what is it actually going to do inside you? And that's what's so I find I love about this sport as you're getting older because it's like, okay, well, eating this upsets my stomach. Where did it come from? What What's the percentage in it? What is it made with? And you think a little differently and then you give that to your kids. So then your kids carry that on. And I just, I, I love that about what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, we also want to make sure we go above and beyond what's required for competing. You know, mm -hmm. like you say, you know, I'll, I'm taking colostrum supplements and, you know, we have the collagen protein and all the things that aren't necessarily required, but like you say, just for health. Yeah. So. Absolutely. So much of our division is the look, you know, and of course the physique is <laughs> yeah. really important, but you know, wanted to make sure that your skin looks good and all of that. So I think quality nutrition goes beyond just macros, right? Right. So, yeah. um, so talk to me a little bit about having twins and getting your midsection to look as good as it does, because I did dig a little bit and see a post that you made about having diastasis recti and literally, I mean, anyone could zoom in on your photo and just, you have the, the most amazing waistline. So what was that journey like yeah. of getting your, your body to look the way that it does? I mean, nobody would believe you have have had five kids. It's incredible. Well, well, thank you, first of all. But I, gosh, when I get super lean, I, I can see that separation. And, you know, that's where I see when we talk about age, and I'll see a 22-year-old waist versus my waist. And after, you know, having four pregnancies, um, I mean, it, it is hard mentally sometimes. I, I've thought in the past, should I get that fixed surgically? And it wouldn't be for the stage. It would just be for me. And I, I just keep thinking, it's not, to me, it's not worth it. Like, I feel like it's fine. You know, I, I've never had any judge or my coach or anything say anything about it. Um, and I feel okay. I mean, I'm not, I definitely don't feel like I did when I was 25 by any means. But, but I feel like, you know, I can get done what I need to get done. And I, I can see that. And now I look at it more as, you know, that's kind of like a warrior scar, like that my body made these five beautiful kids. And this is a result of that. And, you know, these younger athletes don't have that, but they also don't have the, the kids, you know, that yeah. has a huge benefit and reward and in my life. So yeah, you know, I've gone back and forth mentally. Like, I look at it as, oh, gosh, that's, you know, that shows that I've had kids. But but now viewing it more as, gosh, it's a, you know, it's a warrior mark. Um, 
I had a, my 14 year old <clears throat> had a second and third degree burns of the two, two year old kiddo. And so his feet are severely scarred, you know, and I, I tell him all the time, the same thing that dude, that is something that, cause he says kids will make fun of it or say comments about it. And I tell him that's something that defines you and you overcame something really big and hard in your life. And that's kind of a result of that, you know? So I don't know. I, I struggled with it a lot more earlier in my life, but now I, I see things differently. <laughs> I think that's really, really beautiful, actually, you know, and really going, you know, look at all of these things that I have in my life on top of also having a kick-ass career in the competition scene, because you are an ambassador of the sport. There's so many women who look up to you and, you know, it hasn't, it hasn't stopped you or like, you know, affected your placing as you're still killing it at the top. So I think that it's, um, it's just amazing and, and really inspiring too. I think it's a really great way to look at it because a lot of times people will say, oh, I have this and that maybe is why I shouldn't compete. And I mean, we've seen girls on stage and you see them backstage and you go, I didn't even notice that scar you had. And they totally pulled around it. You oh, couldn't yeah. even see. Um, and so I just think, you know, I think that that's, that's great. I think it's, it's a lot, I think, in our heads too when we kind yes, of start really. to worry about this or that. And, you know, someone will say, I didn't even notice you had one boob that was bigger than the other, or, you know, <laughs> like we're right. weird feet or something, you know? So, well, um, and but. even women with, you know, stretch marks, I don't have any stretch marks, but I've seen some women turn pro with a lot of stretch marks on their belly and they just know how to work it on stage and they own it, you know, and that's just what you've got to do in this sport. Your confidence shows. Yeah. So if you get up on stage and I'm thinking about that separation in my abs, you know, and I'm walking and posing accordingly, that judges will see that. I mean, you've got yeah. to just walk out there and own it. So I admire women who can do that. I'm a, I'm a big stretch mark advocate here because I have them. So when I got pregnant with my son, I reached over 200 pounds. So my skin stretched all over. So I have stretch marks on my lower. So when I wear high waisted things, you can't see them at all. But like, as soon as I put anything that's below my belly button, it's like scars. And then around my glutes on the back of my legs and on the back of my knees. And I like 10 years ago, I was so scared. And I was so self conscious. And like, I always tell Jillian, I got my very first bikini in 2016. And I was scared out of my mind because I'm like, I'm going to get judged on all my stretch marks and I'm not going to look good and all of these things. And then you get backstage and you realize you're like, everybody has something. There's always <laughs> something. And now like I push it out there as much as possible. I'm like, look, 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 you can be confident in a bikini on the beach, on stage, live life. And like, like you, like exactly like you said, they're your, you know, they're your warrior marks. Like you mm -hmm. have beautiful kids because of them. Be proud of it. You know, it's right. it's a part of you. Yeah. No, I admire some of my friends who compete with, with the stretch mark. Cause I'm like, wow, you know, you turn pro and you look freaking amazing regardless, you know? And so, yeah, ditto to what you said. <laughs> <laughs> some. So did you have to follow like any sort of um, like physical therapy or specific ab movements for the diastasis recti? Because we hear sometimes that people will do like, you know, pelvic floor work and they can't do traditional ab exercises. What was that like for you? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've had two different coaches, 
my uh, ex-husband, who actually has passed away, he uh, was my first coach. And we really didn't do many abs at all. Um, I think genetically, I've had the gift of a small waist. Um, you know, and coaches view ab exercises differently. My current coach has me do them quite often. Um, and I've had uh, coach uh, hugely. I've had him since 2018 when I came back to the stage. So I haven't done anything different than any other girls. Um, I think it's just more of kind of the look you want um, because abs are made in the kitchen, right? But um, how dense you want your ab muscles to be is how much you're going to actually work them. So I do them regularly now, but, you know, when I was successful before, I didn't. Um, so, of course, you know, I mean, I could look at my abs and critique them and they can always be better. But at the same time, sometimes with age and after having kids, the way your abs are shaped, they could push out more or I mean, they all are just genetically, they're just all different, right? We're all very individual human beings, but I haven't done anything different than yeah. any other competitor, I don't think. Awesome. Well, that's helpful because I think sometimes people can go a little crazy and do things they don't need to do or you know, invest in things they don't need to spend money on. And I yeah. like you, I just say, you know, abs are made in the kitchen. And and certainly if somebody has like a definite injury to their core where they, you know, if they've had a C-section and they can't engage their lower ab, then we might need to be a little more specific. But yeah, I think, you know, as women, and now we have so many resources, I'm like you and I competed back, I would say like in the times of the dinosaur, because I actually had a figure, I had a figure one piece. That's how long I've been oh, okay. doing this. <laughs> And so, I mean, we didn't have like Instagram or TikTok or like anything. So you would just go to a show and I mean, you'd be like, oh, am I supposed to be doing that? You know, because we just didn't, but now it's like, now there's so much information and people will say, oh, I follow this person and she does this and she wears this thing to the gym. And I'm like, no, like, you know, don't overthink this. And, uh -huh. and we can, as women, we can definitely do those deep dives, especially if we're fixated on something and something different every week for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, think, I think that information is actually more harmful than helpful for those reasons. Yeah. The know, information you know, overload. Sit and think about, or some athletes will think about who's showing up instead of focusing on what they're doing. They're thinking about what these other athletes are doing. And then you just get all in your head. And I just, oh, yeah. it's not healthy. I don't think yeah. that's healthy at all. <laughs> we no. we talk about that. Mm -hmm. It's so, yeah, it's too much. I think yeah, with our clients. To have, to have, you know, gals that you look up to or that you, and more than anything for me, I love meeting women. Each show I've done, I've met amazing women from all over the States. And it's fun to cheer each other on rather than look at each other as I, you know, I'm going to, I want to beat her or this or that. And, and yes, I'm competitive, but I am, I'm kind of at that age now though, where, if I'm not on the stage, you know, I'm going to be cheering on all these girls. I'm going to be cheering them on regardless. But, you know, I remember some shows in particular where right after, you know, I maybe play second or third and that first place girl, I mean, I don't walk off stage pissed. I walk off stage congratulating her and making it about her, you know, on that particular day. And that to me is a real fun part of the sport that I don't think – in fact, I know for a fact there's some athletes that are not that way. You know, they're all about themselves and 
And I think it's good to, you know, women should support each other and lift each other up. And that's something I've really enjoyed. So, yeah, I feel like we touch, we, I feel like almost every episode we talk about this just a little bit about the backstage experience because majority of the time, whenever you're like a lot of new, new athletes, when they're getting ready for a show, it's very nerve wracking. They don't know what to expect backstage, right? Like you automatically kind of assume it's, you know, it's a bunch of women. So it's going to be catty and cold and judgy, but really it's like, it couldn't be further from the opposite where everybody is backstage for the most part, like cheering each other on meeting people like helping helping with jewelry helping with suits you know having a good time like i like i always like i say a lot you know it's like it's the one time you're around all your people eating rice cakes right like you you get to be around like all the same people where you spent like you know four six however many months the only one eating rice cakes now everybody eats right (laughs) so it's fun And everybody loves it. So I always love that we touch on that kind of every episode because that way when our clients and other new athletes listen, they're just like, it's going to be okay. And they can calm down and they can know it will be okay backstage. It will be fun. Right. You got to make it. You have to, especially like as many shows as you do, Nicole, like, you know, Mm -hmm. there was one season I looked at, you did like six or seven. And so, you know, if you don't have a fun experience, you know, and if you are that person that is like not happy with your results and you're not enjoying the process, like it's, you don't have a long, long time in the sport. It's probably one of the keys for you because you have been doing this for so long. And I mean, I don't, I can't even count how many shows you've done, but it's been a lot. So Um, I bet it is just, you know, a matter of really enjoying not only the prep part, but also the experience of traveling and and being there. Yeah, so much fun. So fun to meet women and then be able to compete with them again, like Masters Olympia, for example. You know, I've competed with many of those women before and it was so fun to travel so far into a beautiful, it was such a beautiful city and such a great experience. And to be able to be there with, you know, some girls that you'd, you'd been able to compete with before. So, yeah, I really, I want to talk about that for sure, because that was so exciting to see your name on the list. And I didn't realize like the number of people that applied, like it was, there was a lot of people that applied. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me a little bit about that process of applying and then what (laughs) it was like to hear that you were selected? It's actually kind of a funny story because I didn't even tell my husband that I put my name in the hat. Because I was just like, oh, I don't know. What are the odds? Probably zero. But I thought, what the hell? I'm just going to do it. And I'm like, Romania sounds amazing, too. What a great excuse to travel, right? Yeah. So I think it was, I'm trying to remember. I think they started announcing it in October of 2022 that they were going to, you know, bring back the Masters Olympia. And um, so I started thinking about it. And then I think... Um, it asked you to send in an essay, I want to say January, I think it was January and, you know, they gave you a couple weeks and then mentioned that they would announce it April, I think it was 23rd, I want to say, because Wasatch Warrior, I did April 15th and that was my first pro win as a master's athlete. Um, so I was really excited then. I was like, oh my gosh, this is coming out in a few days, but, but I don't want to tell anyone cause I'm probably not on the list. You know, I did tell my coach and, um, I told my husband by that point, I was like, look, they're going to make an announcement, probably not on the list, but, um, 
So I was actually starting a new job up here because I've just relocated up to Montana about a year ago, um, just working part-time as an accountant. And I was on the job and they were about to make the announcement, you know. So my husband works in the ER in the same hospital. So I run down and get him. I'm like, sorry, I got to run for just a minute. I grab my husband. I'm like, let's just watch this together and just see. And I saw the list before I heard him, you know, read the names. They popped it up and I kept looking down and it said Nicole Jennifer Johnson. And I was like, wait, is that me? Wait, that's me, right? <laughs> There's no other Jennifer Johnson. Nicole Jennifer Johnson is there. So I was pretty, I was like in shock for 48 hours because I think it was yeah. just such an opportunity of a lifetime for me just to be able to do something like that, you know, and it's different being chosen versus signing up to do it. It was just quite an honor and such, like I said, I could talk about it for days. It was such an incredible experience. Yeah. Because once, once they did, you know, tell you who was, who was on the list, then you're like, Oh my gosh, am I even gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't even care if I get, I think there were 21 bikini girls and I'm like, I don't even care if I get 21st. I just want to, get there and bring my best and just do. So the fact that we got, you know, top 10 and, and did as well as we did, I was just so pleased. Yeah, so fun. It's incredible. Just, gosh, we had such a great time. All of us girls there. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's just so cool. It is a, a huge, a huge honor. I mean, all of us girls are, you know, we look up to the top pros in, not only in the open, but in the masters, like we're, mm -hmm. those are like, those are the women that we want to, we want to look like, we want to have careers like them. And so it was so exciting. I mean, I hope they do it every year because it's just, it, it's a big event and it gives us as masters, like something to really like something tangible. Like I think everybody's that who competes is like, Oh, my dream would be to go to the Olympia one day. Um, and there's just so many pros. So to have this master's Olympia, which is mm -hmm. completely incredible and prestigious. And I mean, and everybody looked so amazing. It made for the first time that they'd had it. Well, it really was the first time for the master's bikini. Cause I think they'd had a master's mm -hmm. Olympia it's with bodybuilding, but to have you all be the first of the bikini, like what an amazing honor that was. It had to be so incredible. That was so cool. And you know, Speaking about age, one of one of the gals I look up to the most that I actually compete with is she's in her almost mid fifties and she looks dang good, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, because there are days where you question yourself and you're like, am I too old for this? Really? Should I? And then I look at you know some of the gals standing right next to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're like six, seven, eight years older, and look at them, they're like banging. So yeah. Yeah. And they're happy. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fun. They're like Jillian and I, we actually got to, so I'm in Kansas city. I'm about like three, four hours away from Jillian. And we went to a seminar this weekend and I always talk about this one woman and she turned pro in bodybuilding last year, 72 years old. And oh she didn't God. even start competing until she was 68 or 69. And She's just so joyful. And so Jillian, you got to meet her this weekend. Yeah, I love But her. like she's it's so, so bubbly and joyful and she works a full time job. Like she and she's happy. And I'm like, that's goals. Like that's <laughs> that's just goals. Like how just elated she is and jumpy and bubbly and passionate. It's like I absolutely want to be like that when I'm seventy two. I can't <laughs> same. Yeah. That's me too. I'm like, whether or not I'm on the stage, I just wanna be able to 
kick some ass, you know, in my 60s and 70s. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And it's a lot. Like, I mean, you've got a busy family. There's a lot going on all the time. It would be really easy. Just completely pour yourself into your kids' stuff. You'd be busy enough. You really don't need a hobby because your schedule is jam-packed. But, and I think that's, I I do see that a lot in like the, some of the moms on the other teams. Like, I'm like, just, you can make time for a little bit for you. Like, I'm not saying you have to Mm -hmm. do what I do, but I think it's important to carve out time for yourself and take care of your health. And even better if you can pursue a hobby so that you do have that for you. And I think one narrative I'd like to see go away is that people say this is a selfish sport. Like we hear it all the time. And I'm like, but not if you, I mean, you don't have to make it that way. Like moms do it all the time, you know? So how do you juggle everything that you have going on so that you can show up for your family and still pursue this career in bodybuilding? Well, I think like you mentioned, I think it's really important to involve and include your kiddos and or your spouse, not necessarily in competing, but in some of the things that you have to do to compete. So, you know, healthy meals several times a day. Um, my One of my twins likes to do an ab. He asked me to do abs every single day with him in the living room. And we have like this 10-minute ab exercise that he's more into than I am. Because some days I'm like, oh, man, I already been to the gym. You know, I'm so tired. <laughs> but, but just to include him in things like that, you know, he, he also, his name's Gage. He asked me to go up and we do pull-ups, you know. We used to do it every night, but there were so many nights I think I turned him down that he quit asking, so I have to (laughs) kind of bring that back up. But I think just including, you know, your family and those things. Every time my older kids come up to see me, you know, we'll make it, we'll make a point to go to the gym together. And I think weightlifting is something I'm really passionate about, more so than competing. And I want all of my kids to understand what it is and how to do it. And, you know, I like to teach them. I've got a son starting high school football this year, and he always comes to me and asks for advice on lifting and because he wants to get stronger. And, and that's something that I think is really helpful because then when they see me going to do that for my prep, they're also seeing it for, you know, this is good for me for football. This is good for me for wrestling. This is good for me just to be a strong kiddo, you know? And so I don't know. I just think inclusion. Do you find that the way that you eat, because you mentioned as he's going to high school football. So I have my son's into soccer. Okay. But so do you find that the way you eat and your choice of food and now that as they're getting older and they're seeing like, okay, this is what like mom's choosing. This is how she's doing it. Do you find that they're like, they're gravitating towards it in a way more from like, I want to say like what their friends are eating or other <laughs> options. Do you find that? Yeah, hundred percent. I will, you know, they'll be asking me, can you get me creatine or can you get me, you know, and he's only 14, <clears throat> but he'll call me up. And say, look, mom, I'm cooking, or how do I cook this? And so he'll take a pound of beef and be cooking it as we're talking, you know, FaceTiming and kind of helping prepare his meals. And that's that's one way that I like to show my love for my kids is preparing their meals and helping them with nutrition. And, you know, especially if that's kind of their goal is, you know, I've got two boys putting on weight and I, you know, I want to show them and educate them on how to do that. And they just absolutely love it. So I think, I think their love language is receiving that kind of gift. And for me, it's giving 
um, you know, and educating them, especially with my husband, they'll sit down and ask him all kinds of questions on nutrition and, yeah. you know, they'll talk yeah. to me more about weightlifting and him more on nutrition and the importance of protein intake and making sure that they're, you know, doing that. So, yeah, I find that, um, when something I really enjoy is that when my son comes to me and he, he's recently wanted to put on more size, be conscious of his running, you know, things like that. But if he says, I know I need to eat protein, I know this is what you eat, but I don't like this. Like he doesn't like some of my chicken or he doesn't like some of my food. I'm like, that's okay. You can still get protein from other sources and this is how you can do it. And being able to show them like, okay, you don't like protein drinks. You like muscle egg. You don't like chicken in a slow cooker, but you like grilled chicken or air fried chicken. Like you don't have to just eat in a box. You don't have to eat one thing, like one size fits all. You can experiment with all sorts of things and still get your protein intake and have it in a healthy fashion and not just be like, oh, well, I don't like that. So I'm just going to eat fried chicken, you know? And right. I, I love that we can show them that <laughs> through a nutritional way. Yeah. And one thing that I've got my kids hooked on that's kind of funny, as you mentioned that, is protein coffee. Because oh, yeah. kind of good. get sick of protein shake, right? So I make, we, we buy the highest quality coffee. It's called Danger Coffee. No mold, you know, has a lot of good minerals in it for you. And then I just put our protein in it. And I'm not kidding you. We go through that protein like you wouldn't believe. Because every morning I'm making, you know, when my older kids come up, gosh, I've got, I've, I'm probably a bad mom, but my 10 year old boys, they have protein coffee every morning. My son drinks muscle egg every morning. He drinks 30 grams of chocolate muscle egg every morning, but I, he does, he drinks a cup of it and just likes it plain. He just, wow. he can't, he doesn't like protein powder, but he'll drink a cup of muscle egg with his like chicken sausage. But it's funny. You mentioned protein coffee. I, after every workout, I make protein coffee. I love it's it. Like, you look forward to it. In fact, that's what oh. I got right here. It's, yeah. I already drank. I already drank mine because I made iced coffee. It's so hot here in Kansas City right now, and I like I'd use a vanilla latte flavor and shake it, and I pour it over iced coffee, and I'm like, this is Sounds so much heaven. better than a shake. So good. I know. I, I wish it. I could take you on a tour and show you all the fun things, but you know, I'm like sneaking in. It's called Interfuel, a probiotic in their coffee and MCT oil and all these things that yeah. they don't realize you know, that they're consuming, but my older kids do, but yeah, it's, it's I kind of fun great. to be, teach them, you know, and be a part of that. Mm -hmm. They'll always I do that to my that. husband. I think it needs to be like normalized though, because I think uh -huh. like the misconception yeah. about our sport is that like everything we're doing is for a certain look, which yeah, to a certain degree, like we are judged based on our appearance, but I'll talk to people all the time. Like I eat so different than my family. My kids won't eat anything than mac and cheese mm -hmm. and nuggets. And I'm thinking, okay, well, what if you just meet halfway? Like it does make things easier if you're not the only one eating your like prep food and then everyone mm -hmm. else eats like normal food. Like it's almost like we need to make those staples and the things that we eat in prep more normalized because they are healthier at the end of the day. It's not really that we eat that much different when we're not preparing for a competition, you know? Right. Well, and if you think about it, who do you care about most in this world? It's your kids. Yeah. So if you're feeding them pure crap, you know, and all these processed foods, yeah, they're not competing, but you're, you're, you're changing their DNA to be more disease prone, you know? So yeah. you really got to think about what I'm putting into my child's body right now and what I'm asking them to eat 
is going to change the rest of their lives for them, whatever path that go down. For every, every bite you take is either you're heading towards disease or you're getting, you're heading towards better health. There's no in between. Yeah. yeah. So what do you, you know, what do you want your kids to be eating? Yeah. And I have so many moms that will say like, I, I don't want to be strict with my kids. I don't want to do that. I'm like, you don't have to be, if your kid loves ice cream, like let's say your kid is obsessed with ice cream, make protein ice cream. It's I I've done, I've kind of gone through like a health like route with like, I love cooking. I've always loved cooking. Cooking's great, but I've tried a few new things lately. And I've learned how easy it is to make simple things. It's so easy to make salad dressing. It's so easy to make bread if you want to eat it. It's And it's not time consuming. It's not hard. It's not like this huge endeavor. It's very simple. So if your kids are obsessed with ice cream, you can make protein ice cream really simple. If your kids are obsessed with something, make it fun. And like you said, interactive and like cook it together, bake it together, make it together and like make it this memory for them. And they'll always remember that mom made healthy food for me instead of getting something at the store that is full of, of food dyes and colorings and all these things that are just going to really affect them in the long run. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And one, one thing too, that I would highly recommend for moms out there is I use this. It's peon is the brand, but it's an unflavored protein. You could put that in anything and you don't taste it. You can't, it doesn't have a texture. You could put it in ice cream, you know, and uh, that's another way to sneak in some protein without the kids actually tasting it. But I think it's good for them to know, Hey, I'm putting this in here and this is why I care about you, you know, not doing it behind their back. Otherwise they don't learn anything, but yeah. Yeah, when my son true. was little to get him to eat healthy food because he fought me, of course. Of course he wanted to eat chicken, I guess, mac and cheese. But like every like I get it. But I wouldn't like I started putting my foot down and I and he loves computers. And I said to him and I'm like, what would you do if you didn't clean your computer and take care of your computer and do all these things that you do? And he's like, Well, it would break. I'm like, what do you think's happening inside you by the food choices you're making? And it like just making them think of like it differently, it's like, oh, okay, I'll eat my broccoli. It's like, oh, okay. Like I, yeah. And then they kind of like learn that way. Yeah. yeah. And gosh, you know, I've got kids. They, you want to be a D one athlete, then this is what it looks like. What this is what they, eat. you know, yeah, reality. You want, to, you want to perform well. Cause my kids are pretty competitive. This is what it looks like. <laughs> That's amazing. And you get to be that role model for them too. I mean, what is it like for your kids? Like, you know, mom's a professional athlete. Like, do you ever hear stories of things like that their friends have said? Or, I mean, they must think it's pretty um, cool. Well, it's kind of funny because my boys, when they were mid-teens, you know, they they don't really love that their friends can look me up <laughs> and see me in a bikini. So I kind of went through that phase with the two so far. But at the same time, my 19-year-old who's going to compete with me in a couple months, he's like, Mom, I got like the Olympian genetics like you know you know and then he'll sit and tease me all the time and I'm like it's a lot of work buddy I know you look great you're 6'3 you've got a good fair amount of muscle but it's also a lot of work so he's probably the one that comments on it the most and is super he's super um I don't know supportive and also I mean all my kids are and they all want to come to every show and the twins haven't been to any of my shows yet but um 
yeah, it's kind of fun to hear their perspective and also listen to them. You know, if they have concerns or they have questions, it's good to be open with your kids and, and talk to them because there's, there's a misconception with the spore. Some people don't understand it and they see a yeah. female in a bikini, you know, a thong and they think it, it may be a sexual thing. Well, it's not, you're judged on your physique. So, you know, educating your kids on what it is and, and or your spouse so that they can understand the sport a little bit better and appreciate it instead of judging it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, you know, when I was a, an educator, um, I was in education for 20 years and a principal. I mean, you know, teachers finding out that your principal is doing a competition like this, not everyone understands. So yeah. if, if there were ever any questions or, you know, anything like that, I would always answer them and, Always, uh, I would check with, you know, my supervisor or superintendent, and they were always super supportive because they understood, you know, the sport more so than most people. So that's good. That's really good. Yeah. I've heard the opposite story many times from teachers and even people that don't compete. I've, I have friends that are in the education system and they, they're just like Instagram photos, you know, fun stuff, like nothing, nothing bad, but they've struggled with that. So that's yeah. good that you had a good support. I did. And I'm very thankful for that. But funny story real quick. <clears throat> I had, uh, so I was just named principal of this middle school and had been working there a couple weeks and I had my supervisor come in and he's like, so I got to talk to you about this. And I'm like, okay, you know, like what? I know I did everything right. Like I'm, I'm working <laughs> overtime. I'm like trying to make connections and relationships here. And He's like, so we had a parent call in because a student made a meme of you and put a picture in the bikini and said, take me to the principal's office. And then he starts laughing. <laughs> he starts laughing because at first I'm like, oh, my gosh, am I in trouble? You know, and he started laughing. He's just like, I'm not asking you to do anything different. You're not doing anything wrong. I just wanted yeah. to bring it to your attention. And uh, Oh, my God. That's so I a meme. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of funny. I never did see it, but, you know, so when the students started asking, and I had 1,500 students at my school, you know, and they're like, are you a bodybuilder or this or that? And I would just say, yep, yes, I am, you yeah. know, and just kind of normalize it so that it's not like this big taboo secret, you know, for all these 14-year-old yeah. kiddos, so. Yeah. yeah. Again, normalizing, that's it's nice. like the best things to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like it's growing in popularity. It's grown mm -hmm. so much. So now it's really rare if somebody hasn't heard of it. But I remember when I first was telling people that I was a bikini competitor and my kids went to this like small, like Lutheran school. I was like, I'm a bodybuilder. I didn't yeah. want to say I was a bikini competitor. And then they look at me like, but you're so tiny. What is that? Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> so that's uh, interesting. You know, kids, but they do that whether you're in a bikini or not. You know how they are. They're just, just trying to that's be true. trying to be funny. I um, was mortified though. Oh my gosh. I was like, oh, oh great. I'm gonna you're lose new life. and oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh, that's so yeah. funny. Some graphic design skills there and like some <laughs> deep research to be able to find pictures too, right? That's yeah. funny. So um, tell us what you're working on right now and what 2024 looks like for you. Yeah. So I've been, let's see, my last show was September of 23. I did the Sasquatch um, show, which was so much fun. And afterwards, you know, I thought I was going to take a big break because last year was busy with the Masters Olympia and just several shows. And yeah, uh, but coach and I have been working hard. I've been eating a lot. 
so much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, so much more than I probably ever have just to try to add a little bit of size. Um, he's happy with where we're at. I, you know, I always get nervous. I'm so glad I have a coach because you're like, am I going to be ready? I don't know. What about this? What about this? And he's like, got it. You know, just, just follow my lead and you got it. So, um, just, you know, going to enter 2024 with hopefully a better physique. And, um, that's my goal. Every time I step on stage anymore, it's going to be a better physique or not at all. So, so we'll see, you know, I, I don't have anything set in stone, but I just hope to, to come with a better physique than we did last year, which I feel very grateful and thankful for what we brought last year, but yeah. Always goals, right? Yeah, always. <laughs> so, yeah. Was there anything specifically in your feedback that they had like recommended working on for the next season? Um, it was mostly just, you know, add three to five pounds all over if you could. Um, which is funny because when I first started bikini in 2018, I had way too big shoulders and judges were saying, you know, telling my coach, not one more lateral raise. Like she needs to stop. And, uh, but then I was still winning. So you're like, what, what does that mean? Like, why did I win then if I, you know, shouldn't do any more lateral raises. And so, you know, we changed a bunch of things. And then last year it was, you know, at the beginning of the year, it was at a teeny bit of size. And after the master's Olympia feedback was just, if you could bring just a teeny bit more hamstrings. Um, and then, uh, let's see, the last one was Sasquatch head judge just said, just, he's like, you just put a teeny bit of size and you are unstoppable. So that's kind of what we've done. So we'll see. But you know, the fun thing about the division is it's always changing and you always have people coming and leaving and every show is, you know, different athletes. And you never know who's going to show up. Yeah. You never know if it's your day or not your day, but if you bring your best, then you can feel confident. So yeah. yeah. I mean, Absolutely. you're competing at the, the top of the mm-hmm. Masters Pro League. And so it, it it's so close. It's those minor things, which sometimes that just a little bit more this or a little bit more that can be like, what? Like, you know, that, that seems like such a minor thing, but it would be very easy for a lot of athletes to kind of get in their head and overthink. And that was one thing we went to a seminar this weekend and they talked about, like, when they tell you it's a small change, like, don't make massive changes. Like, yeah change your hair color and come in with a weird mm-hmm. new posing routine and over, like re overthink everything. So yeah, I think having a, cause you've been with Shane for like years. So it helps that the two of you have that working relationship. And I think yeah. that that's great too. He and knows your body and all of that. You've got to have trust too with your coach and, you know, he sits behind judges, he knows and listens to things and I trust him yeah. a thousand percent. And if my coach is happy, I'm happy. So, you know, every judging panel changes and is different too. So um, I think just having good guidance is important. Yeah, yeah that relationship with your coach and, and have a coach that's like involved in the sport too. They, mm-hmm. they go to shows, they go to seminars, they're always learning, they're always trying to educate, they're always trying to be there, be there for their athletes, be there for the sport. Because at the end of the day, you know, we want to promote the sport. Like, like you said, kind of at the beginning, like the MPC IFBB, like, they are so doing so much for masters and that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And they're always trying to do stuff for athletes. So like to be, you know, be able to trust your coach and like know that your coach is there for the sport and you is, is phenomenal. And to have that relationship with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
awesome. Well, I cannot wait to see you hit the stage this year. I'm definitely a huge fan and I'm Thanks. supporting you and screaming for you. I can't wait to see what yes. this year brings. Yes, yes, yes. So um, tell well, everybody you. where they can find out more about you and follow your journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my Instagram is IFBB Nicole Johnson and I'm Nicole Briggs Johnson on Facebook. Yep. I'm still old and I use Facebook, but <laughs> so do we. It's kind of like my scrapbook, you know? I'm still know. 34 right now. I have my, I'll be 35 Friday and I, I like Facebook. Okay. I, you I do. Thing, you. I know it's silly, but I like my memories popping up and it's kind of where I keep all my yeah. kids stuff. So, yeah. um, and, uh, I'm very grateful and thankful to be, uh, Angel Competition Bikini sponsored athlete, and yes. they've been more than generous, just absolutely incredible to work with. And awesome, I'm just just grateful. So, I thank you two so much for this opportunity and meeting you and getting to know you as well. Yeah, thank you absolutely. so much for coming thank on. You like, so much, Nicole. Your story is amazing and your growth in the sport and development and all the information that you share on here will help so many women. So, thank you so so much. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening in, and we will talk to you next week. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye.